It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Welcome back, hockey fans, to the greatest show on earth. And if that phrase is trademarked, I apologize. Go back. Forget about the fact that you heard that. We'll go to our normal catchphrase, which is the most watched show in junior hockey. I think that we're the most watched show in junior hockey for a lot of reasons, but I think one of those reasons is in the square next to me. If this were a game of Hollywood squares, he would certainly be the center square on every single episode. He would also probably get answers wrong on purpose out of spite. It's Dan K. Dan, welcome to your show. I feel like it's weird to say welcome to the show. The show is named after you. Welcome to uh, the Bruce Valanche show with me. <laughs> Let's start with a reference that almost 90% of our listening body won't understand. They're going to be no. like, Bruce Valanche, Hollywood Squares, what are we talking about? But what I will tell you, Lucas, this is our show. This is the people's show as well. This isn't my show, all right? Yes, am I sitting in front of a giant banner that was created in my honor with my face on it? Of course. Yes, I am doing that. Is that in my home? Of course. Do I maybe have 10 to 15 different depictions of my face hanging around my own place? Yes. Did you order only half of them? <laughs> yes. yes, as well. It, but you look at it, it's... Lucas, I, I, we're in the off-season here. You talk about being the most-watched show in junior hockey. And for us, what I've kind of changed it to this year is the most-watched the most watched brand in junior hockey. And, and with that kind of comes into play our new content creators that are joining up at the Dan K Show, Lucas. We have new podcasts joining the fray. We have new content creators joining the fray. We're going to have some serious conversations today. But before that... We welcome in the crew. That's pretty exciting news, Lucas. We've got Go West coming to you. We've got Junior Hockey Life here, or Junior Life for short, because it's much cooler than the Facebook is just Facebook. Junior Life. And then you look at you know, the Worcester Oilers are going to be joining the fray. We might have a couple other teams that join some podcasts up in the Dan K Show universe. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it's so funny because we teased the Dan K Show universe this past week across not just the show social media accounts, but our own personal ones. I don't know about you, Dan, but my reaction was a, a lot of support for it. A lot of people reaching out and saying that they were excited, that they were, you know, happy to see the direction. A couple of people were like, what is this? What are you two up to now? Um, but, you know, I think, it, I think it makes sense, right? Because we always say last year we realized we did all we could do. There was, there's no more us to go around. We were completely tapped out in a way that I think we're not looking to replicate this year, right? You, you can't, all work, no play is not something we want, right? So we brought in some people, not just to help us with the existing brand everybody knows and loves, but to create new outlets. Um, so you might click on the Dan K Show Presents podcast feed, you might see that little blue dot on your Spotify player, and you might not hear us you're going to hear equally impressive content about a little bit more of a specific topic from the people who know that topic best. And I think that's where the modern podcast group is heading, right? All of these huge brands now, they bring in other people that they trust, they vet these people, and then they say, you know what, here's a microphone, go talk about something that you're passionate about. We're passionate about all of junior hockey, college hockey, youth hockey, that's why we love doing it. If you're passionate about a certain division, a certain level, a certain topic, then just go explore that topic. And, and I think it's it's great, not just obviously for us, but 
the more hockey we get to cover, the more sports we get to cover, the better it is. Yeah, I agree. And I think for, for me, it's as much as I love to hear myself talk, I also hate it, right? You want to hear other voices. You want to hear other thought processes. And we're not right on everything. And, and it's something I think that we're going to get into a little bit today are, are some of the folks in this hockey world that tend to think they are right on everything and, and just how wrong they are, right? It's it's understanding what I what I understand and, and knowing how to learn what I don't. And usually the way we learn things is by listening to other people who do know those things. So that's something that I'm passionate about seeing and seeing the voices and seeing the thought processes that will come across here at the Dan K Show and in what we're calling the Dan K Show universe. It's the DKU, baby. That's what it's all about. We're DKU. We're here to be kind of a university of sorts with that U for these young broadcasters, these, these guys and gals trying to learn the ropes and work their way through the industry. And we're trying to create opportunities that I know I wish I had coming out of school or even while in college trying to figure out how to really to, to navigate this sports industry, this sports media framework. It's tough. You look at hockey. If you want to be a professional hockey play-by-play broadcaster one day, there's 32 jobs. There's no more, no less, right, until another team exists. That, that's a tough, a tough business to be in. And I mean, it, it feels like the median age of hockey play-by-play broadcasters nowadays is 88, like so, when you look at that, that's a, there's not a lot of openings each year. So we we sit down, we look, and we try to find other avenues to get our voice out there to work at our craft and, and get better at it. I'm excited, guys, and and with that, Lucas, I want to dive in to something that I don't know if I would say I'm excited to talk about, but I think is important to talk about this time of year. The the off season, so many people call it the silly season, right? And, and there's nothing more silly than Dan K in a crazy suit, other than maybe the off season in junior hockey at times. Everybody's got facts that they throw at you that I, I I think they forget what the word fact means. People throw numbers out there. Everybody's got their take on how how this world works with junior hockey. And I think that's where we start, Lucas, is how does this junior hockey world work? What are the facts? What are the numbers? And, and what do we all want? What should we be looking at? How should I be learning as a parent, as a player, where, uh, what to do? I think one of the, one of the most powerful statements I think I'd ever heard was the hardest thing to recognize is what you don't know. Right. And that's a tenant that that, you know, I've been told before or something I learned during my time studying philosophy at Rutgers is that when the hardest thing to admit is that you don't know something and to know what you don't know is the, the, the most ultimate form of knowledge. Right. So how do we apply that to, to kind of the junior hockey world? Well, if someone tells you that, that they have all the answers, if someone tells you that they have all the facts, you know, depending on how strongly you want to word the statement, I, I would take a step back from that person, from that from that entity, um, yeah. from that Twitter account, potentially. There are so many inconsistencies. There's so much fluidity in the junior game that to say that someone knows everything, to say that someone has all the facts is, is inherently untrue. And one thing that we really try to do is is not to pretend like we know everything, right? We have our opinions and and we hope that you trust those opinions, but they are our opinions. We don't go around dressing them up as facts. We don't come out here and tell you that other people are wrong. We don't go around attacking people either, right? And, and the reason we do that is because we're focused on the positives. 
we're focused on highlighting people who are doing things the right way. We're focused on trying to help people find the fit that's right for them and try to give them some constructive honesty along the way. Um, and so I think that when you when you see these people that try to present statistics, numbers, trends, opinions as cold hard facts and then go as far as to potentially ridicule people who believe other facts, quote unquote. Yeah. I I mean, I, I disappointed feels like a weak word, but these when you when you talk about junior hockey, it's such a stressful landscape. Right? You you, you yeah. have parents who were so terrified of making one wrong move. Sending their kid to the wrong team, knowing that one year can be potentially make or break, and you're out here misleading them and saying that what you're saying is correct. It's just it's disappointing. Yeah, and and I think you hit the nail on the head. The, the big idea for for the parent at home listening right now, for the player at home listening now, that's saying what, what are you guys getting at? Like what are we what are we poking towards? It's it's the idea that what we want you to know is there is there's no one path for everybody. There is no one perfect path to playing college hockey. Uh, one of my favorite interviews this past season, I always have my favorites, and one of them was Drew O'Connor of the, of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And talking to a guy that, I mean, there were multiple occasions. I mean, until he was 20 years of age, where he didn't know what his hockey future looked like. He didn't know if he was, like, he felt like a D1 player. He felt like a pro player in his mind, in his body, how, we, how he went through his day. But... The hockey world wasn't telling him he was, and and the the marketplace wasn't responding. And next thing you know, he plays NCDC with the Boston Junior Bruins. He hops around and and he ends up playing for the Pittsburgh Penguins one day. And we're doing an interview with him, talking about his time in the NCDC, while Sid Crosby's waiting in the background for his next interview. Like, and that's the kind of stuff where, for a guy like that, the the status quo in junior hockey in this hockey world would tell him, well, you know, you're in the wrong place. You're you're in the NCDC. Or you're here. You're there, and, and it's not going to work. For for me, I would tell Drew O'Connor the same thing I tell all you parents and players at home. You know when you're in the right place. You know, and the right place is somewhere where you're cultivating your skills, whether that be in this league, in others, in this country, or or beyond internationally. I mean, you you have to be working somewhere where there is an investment in you the same way you are investing in an organization. And for me, like that's where that's where you can draw the line of knowing what your right path is. And for these guys who guys and gals who get paid to to spray information around and, and shape numbers and move numbers, Lucas and I did a commitment project, what, two years back, Lucas. Mm-hmm. And the numbers we pulled, I could have told you that every single league was both the best and the worst, depending on how I shaped commitment numbers. Like, that's the pro- that's the problem with those numbers. It's it's almost impossible to track. When did when did Jimmy get his commitment? Was it when he was eighteen? Was it when he was nineteen? Was he in this building or was he in that building? When we start barreling through all those things, when we start fighting over those numbers, we lose what the point is. And the point is you, the listener, you, the player. You, the family that is investing in this industry and investing in all of these teams, no matter the league, getting to where you guys need to go to, which is wherever that path may lead you. Whether you're a Division One athlete, whether you're a professional hockey player, 
one of the very the one percent, right? The professional hockey player, whether you're Division Three, Division Two in the NCAA, whether you're a club hockey player, whether you're someone who college isn't for you, and you're playing hockey because you want to live out your hockey dreams at the junior level, and you want to move on and do something else in a different sector. I mean, there's there's no wrong route as long as it's the route you are looking to get out of this junior hockey field, and and. I mean, Lucas. I mean, that's where that's where I kind of look at it. You, you just this time of year, everyone starts throwing those barbs. Yeah, and it doesn't make much sense to do it, right? Because because attacking attacking doesn't serve anybody. I don't think. Um, let me give you a quick example here. Let's say you have a player who plays in three leagues. Right? It doesn't ultimately matter what three leagues, but let's say you have a player plays two years in one league, moves to another league, plays for two years plays their final year, eligible year in another league, and they get a D1 commitment, right? Which league gets credit? Yeah. Does it matter which league gets credit, right? If League A comes out and says, well, he started with us, yeah, that's correct. He was, you were a part of his development. If League B turns around and claims him, and League B says he was us, he was our commitment, well, yeah, you took what League A did and you refined it. What you did, you couldn't have done without League A. And then the last league, League C, says we took everything, basically we took everything you all did and put the finishing touch on it. So should we be out here trying to discredit League B's claim, League A's claim? Or should we be out here saying, like, look, his path was was multifaceted and every league contributed. Every single league contributed to his development. I don't see any reason why that player can't be a D1 commit for all three leagues. And I certainly don't see the point as to why any league would try to attack or devalue another league's claim on a player. That doesn't make much sense to me. And, you know, to say that you have to claim a player, too, is a little bit of ugly language. But in, in the sense of claiming a player, all you're saying is, look, we had a hand in a D1 commit. Right. We have the availability. We have we have the potential to help your player get to where they want to go. You know, not all about D1, obviously. We've championed that for years now, right? But I, I think I think it's important to recognize that every league has an equal part in a player's development. Every place they've gone is part of that story. Yeah, and, and every every advancement, that's the word. I mean, that's, that's my key word, right? I look at advancement as my favorite word in junior hockey. No matter what league you are, if you're talking about advancing players, that's what it's all about. If you're going from tier three to tier two, tier two to tier one. If you're going from the the junior hockey ranks to playing college hockey. If you're going from youth hockey up through your junior hockey realm, that's advancement and that's what you want to see, right? You want to see successful advancement that benefits your player, that benefits your athlete. That's all we care about as broadcasters, as people, as parents, as families, as players. We want to see our rewards get reaped at the end of each year going into the next season. We want to see better performance in April than we see on September 1st. We want to see ourselves getting better each and every day we take the ice, no matter what we do, no matter what position we play, whether we're a fourth liner or we're a grinder for the, off the bench or we're a top-line scorer and we're scoring 100 points a year. We want to see ourselves getting better each and every day. We want to be in a place that cultivates that. That's my biggest thing for parents this time of year. You're going to get sold by everybody everywhere. You know, like, we all have that feeling. When I made my decision as a a player, you you knew the people. You you just felt 
the right feeling. And it took me a while, right, Lucas? Like I've yep. talked about my path here. Like I've talked about getting the snake oil salesman before. And, and the big thing about snake oil salesmen, they usually only get one sale. They don't ever turn in customers. And that's what you look for. And for, for this industry, there's so many people who there is, there is money to be earned by saying how bad the world is, right? The chicken little money. The, the sky's always falling in junior hockey and, and the world's always bad and everybody's out to get you. And, you know, the point is that it's, it's a business, right? Junior hockey's a bit every, every sport, all youth sports are business. AAU sports are business. Like college sports are a business. And when we look at it, it's the folks who make the chicken little money who tell you the sky is falling every day, they wouldn't know what to do if the sky wasn't falling. That's what winds up happening to them. They wind up running out of the story. They wind up running out of things to write about, things to talk about. And they're not looking to be the folks who create and design the perfect world. They're looking to be the folks that just point out the problems. And, and I will take a thousand people who want to help me find the answers over a million people who can point out what my problems are. Like I'll, we'll work together with those thousand answer getters to find my problems and we'll have answers to each of them. Right. That's the goal. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, I think one thing is, you know, we all, there's, there's so much media everywhere. Um, I, you, you can just get overwhelmed by it. Right. I mean, I have, I've told this on the show before is that I, I quit social media or was about to, and then Dan said, Hey, I got an idea. And I was back on social media. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think what it's done is it's given it's given me perspective. And I think it's one we can all take some perspective, right? And building off what Dan said, if you're reading a if you if you're reading an author that all they write is negative content, all they write is tearing people down and trying to expose people, trying, you know, gotcha journalism, that's not helping people. That's just knocking down everyone around them to be on the same level. That's just cutting the ladder out from the people around you and then looking and going, see, we're all the same, yeah. right? That is, you just get so inundated with that. And like you say, Dan, if people are making money off of negativity, they have a vested interest in continuing that negativity. They don't want to fix the problem. They want, they need those problems to continue or else their job goes away. Yeah. So you look at the people who just spawn that negativity and you got to think to yourself, what is their motivation here? That's why we continue to write positive, to talk positively about teams, because when your motivation is to talk positively, you want more things to be good. Dan and I and the Dan K show and now the Dan K show universe, we get to do more when more things are good. Yep. So we want things to be better. That's why I think that we've been able to expand as quickly as we've had, you know, in, in just seven years going from a, a pilot episode with a sheet background and my mom's basement to, to a media company, to a Dan K show universe. It's because not only are we building positivity in our coverage, but we're encouraging people to be the best versions of their team, of their player, to help shine a light on the kids who are doing things right, to help guys find their path, you know, ACHA, CHF, NCAA, D1, D3, trade school, the armed forces, uh, you know, we've had so many players become volunteer firefighters, EMS, to go into the medical field. You can go to clown school and you can become me one. 
I mean, you know what? If if your dream is to play junior hockey and go to clown school, Dan and I are here to help you find the right clown school with a good hockey team. I will tell you that much. 100%. And again, like to me, ELE, everybody love everybody, right? Like that's that's what benefits these kids. If I, I hope with all my heart that Lucas, you and I are going to what we did for this business in our own business and in our own world to create what is now an LLC operating out of Florida and a, and a Dan K universe and a, and a media entity that is unrivaled in the junior hockey realm. And something that we feel proud of is to hopefully drown out the negativity in this industry. Yep. Use our positivity to make it all positive. Like our perfect world is that every hand in play in junior hockey, in youth hockey, in college hockey is working like a well-oiled machine. If everyone succeeds, that's good for us because when we start rooting against each other in this industry, Lucas, who wins? Not the kid, not the parent. If I'm rooting against like that, that's the thing that just absolutely drives me nuts. Is if I'm sitting here saying I hope the I hope the other guys or I hope this other league if I'm a if I'm a league owner or whatever like or I hope this other team stinks this year or I hope that they like I'm gonna I'm telling you they stink or they're doing things wrong like I should want them to do better because guess what that's a kid who's reaping the poorness of that you know what I mean that the, the detriment goes to the player the detriment goes to the family we should want to fix these things that's what it's all about. And, and I do believe, I do believe there's some folks that kind of deem in the, the chicken little sky is falling realm of writing and, and media that, that they do want the best, right? They, they just don't know how to, to affect it and how to get there. And, and it's kind of, they're, they're stuck in, in the content creating world they've, they've created. And, and like, that's, that's okay. Like, and we can all learn from that. And that's where Lucas, you and I come in. I want to be buddies with everybody. We want to be there for everybody's journey. We want to make it better for you. This season's going to be fun. We've got some big broadcasting stuff coming with the NCDC brand. Our show's goal is to continue to grow outside of what we do now, outside of our niche, and, and just continue to kind of, we're, we're in the cocoon phase right now. We want, to, we want to emerge as a beautiful butterfly able to cover everything everywhere nationwide. And that's our goal. Our goal is to shine a spotlight on all the hard work being done by every hockey player everywhere. That's the goal. Yeah, and, and I think that's, that is 100% perfectly said. We are here for every player to find every path. I, you know, Dan, a former athlete, committed to making sure that, you know, very People. former athlete. <laughs> Very former athlete. Well, <laughs> not more former than me. I'm the formerest of athletes, Dan. My athletic career stopped in high school. Uh, but, you know, committed to making sure that people people don't get gamed by the system. Myself, a current college advisor, my job outside of this job is to make sure that people find the right colleges for them. That is my other job. That is something I have built a decade and some change of experience on. So we are fully committed to helping each organization, each and every player that reaches out in in the way that we can help as much as we can help all the time. Dan, I think we both needed to kind of get that out of our system. I feel much better. I don't know about you. Fact, I feel better. <laughs> hey, wait, wait a second. 
we got in front of it. We did our stall talk, and, and I fact, I feel better about things going on right now. Yeah, fact, I feel better too. I want to leave the folks with some positivity and a little fun before we end the podcast. We'll be back after a very quick break. We'll see you on the other side of a 15-second ad spot. And welcome back in, everybody. So we figured we'd leave you with a little positivity. You know, sometimes you got to... You got to get something off your chest. You got to talk about it. And, you know, it is it is helpful, I think, to uh, to get some information out there. Just remind everybody of what we're trying to do. But let's get fun. Let's get a little happy now. Dan. Yes. What have you been up to this summer? Obviously, I know the answer to this question because we talk multiple times a day. But let the folks know what, what your summer's been like. You've had the time off now at, between nationals and the start of the season. What's been going on? Biggest thing, I've, I've stayed away from as much travel as possible. I love traveling, but Lucas, we this year we're going to have even more traveling than last year. We've got yep. about 50,000 miles in. So what I've done, invested in some new sticks, as we call them in the business. Golf clubs. They're not golf sticks. I almost called them that there by accident. <laughs> the game's getting there. What I will tell you is there have been some good moments. There have been some bad moments. I'm embarrassed to say that my worst moment was with the Strotes. When, when I went out with Garrett Strode to go golfing and his buddies, and I embarrassed myself, my irons just weren't there. They're new. But I've had some big moments. I had almost the worst moment of my life. Went out alone for a, uh, for a quick one-man round at about 5.30 before sunset. Played a, little, uh, played a little walking round. Eighth hole, 125 yards. Got the pitching wedge out. Hit the pin on a hop. And stayed out of the hole, luckily. I was alone. No one would have ever believed me. Yep. Never before in my life have I rooted against the hole in one. <laughs> I was like, don't let this happen. Tap in birdie. So the game's getting there. That's good. Doing a little cooking, you know what I mean? So it's a little bit of that. A little bit of, a little bit of beach time down here in Florida. You, you can't be getting outdoors. I'm right down the road here from uh, beautiful Innisbrook Country Club. So I've gotten a couple rounds in out in the fancy course when I can. I've gotten offered a, a membership at a golf club here that I'm thinking about. But I almost think, you know, is that on character with the, the blue-collar guy that Dan Kay is? Um, Dan Kay, man of the people, a member of a golf club? That's why I haven't done it yet. Because people, obviously, they know me as a salt-of-the-earth guy. They always go, this guy is extra salty. That's what they always tell me. They say, super salty. And I always take that as, I'm salt-of-the-earth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's really been it. I mean, for me, this time of year for us, Lucas, we try to catch up on a lot of work, right? We, we try to get contracts signed <laughs> so that we have a job. And we, we try to just keep up with everybody. Like, one of the things I pride myself on is... Being a phone call away for coaches, for for GMs, for owners, for former USPHL coaches that might be in another league coaching now to ask me questions, for players and their families. Like, I don't, I don't take a dime for any of this. You know, I'd probably be a billionaire if I took a dime for all the advice I give to folks about <laughs> how to do all this and players and coaches and parents. But it feels good to be able to help people out. So that's what I'm up to. How about you, Lucas? I feel like you got to have something interesting going on. I don't know. Did you build a plane or something or like a <laughs> – you deconstruct a microwave and rebuild it. <laughs> what do you got going on? Uh, yeah, uh, nothing that complicated. Um, you know, just trying to get back into it a little bit. Um, I have been hitting the gym a lot. Um, and I want everyone to know that I hate it. Um, <laughs> Dang. And, and here's why I want people to know that. Because... So obviously pandemic happened. We didn't go anywhere. We learned how to make bread. We ate the bread. We gained 25 pounds. 
I feel like that's pretty much everybody's story. Um, I also hurt my back um, because of sitting on a couch and not having good posture. I went up and I tried to do something, hurt my back. Took me almost like six months to recover from that, actually. Um, so we're getting back into fitness here. Last like six weeks, and and I just hate it. And I and I want to tell everybody that because if you also hate the gym, but you feel like you need to go, just go. I mean, it it is it's okay to just wake up and go. Gosh darn it. I have to go to the gym. But you know what? I I throw some pre-workout down there. I I you know, I drink my pre-workout in the morning as I would a cup of coffee as an old man does at like 6 in the morning. I sit my coffee, I play a little PlayStation and by coffee I mean pre-workout. And then once I start to feel the tingle, I head to the gym. Um and I just get it done. So it's been good. Been about like 4 to 6 weeks of that pretty consistently. The frustrating thing is you notice it immediately. Like you put this thing off for so long and then you just put in you put in some work and you start to notice it. Other than that, I, I like to report that my golf game is, is also getting better. Um, I normally play to about a 14 handicap. I got some new wedges this summer, something a little bit heavier um, because I needed to, you know, just to feel a, a little bit in the backswing. And I was playing by myself, of course, right near my house. And I got invited to play with, with three people right in front of me. And some classic Staten Island old guy goes, you're not good, are you? And I said, no, no, no. I was like, I'm a 14 handicap. I was like, I'm, I'm going to have good moments. I'm going to have bad moments, I promise. He goes, okay, no showing off. First drive, 265 strive right down the middle. That's what it's about. Approach shot, 140, seven iron, into a bunker. But Dan K's bunker tips splash it out of the bunker within six inches of the cup. Unofficially coming to the Dan K Show universe is uh, <laughs> Dan K Bunker Talk. <laughs> we go into a sand trap and we set up a microphone and we just talk while golf is happening around us. Oh, sounds like a great idea. That's actually a really good idea. Um, so it's been good. I mean, just we've just tried to relax as much as possible, like not go anywhere, play some golf. Obviously, we're taking phone calls from everybody everywhere. Um, and, you know, just take those moments when we can get them. I, I feel like it's relaxation, not just physically, but mentally, which is good. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like it just went so quickly. Yeah. It just, it feels like, it feels like we were in Hudson, New Hampshire, but a mere week and a half ago. And now we're, we're staring August right in the face. Yeah. And I'm not sure of how the word mere attaches the cat. Like is a mere cat because it was like, it, what does the word mere mean? Um, it's like a reflective piece of glass. Wow. How is that? How does meerkat happen? <laughs> because they don't show up in a mirror. They're reflections like vampires. Meerkats. Got yeah. it. All right. Okay. I got you. But yeah. That's Lucas incredibly Patrick. wrong. Please don't repeat that. <laughs> but to the folks at home, I think that. Oh, do you want to hear this joke real quick? I do. Okay. Ready? This is going to be one I'm going to break out on a broadcast this year. Mm-hmm. All right. So this, uh, this bear walks into a bar. Okay. Bartender goes, hey. What's up, Grizzly? What will it be? And he goes, uh, I'll take a uh, beer and uh, a shot. And he goes, why the long pause? Oh, why the big pause? And he goes, I don't know. I've always had them. (laughs) (laughs) The bear joke that I almost screwed up, kind of screwed up, but still stuck the dismount. Oh, boy. I will, also, give, I will give you this though. Your yeah. humor is the right length of time because I only have sh- I only have puns 
and very long jokes. Those I the problem is is once it's it just it doesn't work. It doesn't work for this format. I have a the only joke I have in my system takes about four and a half minutes to tell. Yeah, for for those of you trying to to catch a date, one good one good pickup line is to go to a restaurant, right? Ask the bartender or the the waiter or waitress or whoever's working with you to to give you maybe 15 limes, right? Limes from the thing. And what you do is you drop those and you just, you have trouble picking them up near somebody who you might want to talk to. And it's a great icebreaker. You go, so sorry, I'm terrible at pickup limes, but what's your name? That's actually hilarious. I will, I will give you that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm terrible at pickup limes. But you know what? You know what? I hope, I hope that in five years, you're sitting at a restaurant and behind you, you hear that pickup line. That is my hope for you. That'll be a win for me. But you know what else is a win for me, Lucas? It is going to the gym. We talked about getting in shape this offseason. Dan K got fat. I was at 222. What's up with that? I mean, it's cool to have three numbers out of the same, but that's the biggest thing. Make a wish. What happened? (laughs) Make a wish is right. My wish was to stop being a fatty boombaladdy. So what did I do? I worked out, right? And I got myself into the gym. I got myself working a bit. Down to 203 right now with the help of GMU Sport. There's still a lot more work to do. But you know what? That work is easier with the pre-workout of GMU Sport. It allows me, with just two scoops of goodness to get great tasting fruit punch, blue raz, sour gummy or sour orange into my system that can wake me up and get me ready to go. You're not gonna wake up every day wanting to go to the gym. When this ends, I'm going back to the gym for my second time today. I can guarantee you I'm gonna be throwing in some more pre-workout to the system to get myself going. They also got creatine that helps you build that muscle. It's one of the reasons you know, that you just you feel good. I tell you what, my arms are starting to fit into my shirts. I, I was there's the one thing that was getting skinny on me was my arms because I wasn't working them. And you look at it, you got protein, you've got everything you need to be the better you, your EAA, BCAAs. For our players, you can get a steep discount from GMU Sport. For the USPHL players, you can reach out to your coach and ask them just how you can get up to nearly 40% off all of your orders from GMU Sport of all of your goods. For those of you outside the USPHL, guess what? You can use USPHL 22 at checkout still today for 22% off your next order at gmusport.com. That's gmusport.com, getting us in shape here in the Dan K Show and hopefully working with you. We all have to go our own pace with our weight loss, with our getting in shape, with our feeling healthier. But I'll tell you what, the big step for me, Lucas, it was just that first moment that I felt healthier. It was that moment where things just felt a little better. I felt that tingle of when I walked up, I got this stairwell here in Florida, and mm-hmm. it's 100 degrees out, and the humidity is 900%. And I'm trying to walk up that stairwell with a water jug to put it on my water cooler, and the amount of breaths I would have left were negative three. I'd be tired. I'd mm-hmm. feel like I walked up a mountain. I felt like I was on top of Mount Everest. That's gone. That feeling's gone. That was the first step I knew. Things are starting to turn in the right direction. Yeah, and I think that's that's really important too. Like we all get so hung up on on these artificial goals. Like I want to lose X pounds a week, and then when it doesn't happen, we get really discouraged, right? And I think I think something that there's Jeff Bucky from GMU Sport told us is like don't look at your your calorie counts as days. Look at them in more in the, sco- the scope of weeks, right? Some days, you know, I made pizza tonight. I made pizza, made full full fat mozzarella cheese, real regular pizza dough. And I enjoyed the heck out of it. But you know what? Tomorrow you wake up, you go to the gym, 
you have yourself a lighter day. It's it's all about this week to week. It's a lifestyle change. It's not a crash thing. Um, on a personal note, I love. I've been really enjoying the protein powder. Yep. Especially because as lactose intolerant person, sometimes these protein powders, they have, you know, they have some ingredients that aren't very nice to Lucas. Um, but I, I love this stuff. It's got like digestive enzymes in it. The EAAs are, are fantastic as a recovery drink. You know, I know I we use them. We like them. That's that's what we can tell all the folks at home is is we've used it and we've loved it. And, and we think you should give it a shot. Yeah. Created by a parent that... His player played in the USPHL. His player played junior hockey all over the country, and he was trying to find a product that was cost-effective, and he knew his quality and NCAA and NHL approved, and he got that himself. He decided, you know what, if I can't find it in the marketplace, I'll make it myself. We love partnering with them. They have been great to us. They've been great to the USPHL. They've been great to the NCDC, and they are fun for you at home. Go check out gmusport.com today. Other than that, I, I, I think Lucas... We got to get back to our summer. I got to go to the gym. I am going to let you know that I have been doing my off and on fast, which you know when I'm trying to get in shape, I do, and is usually mm-hmm. pretty effective. Today was a fast day, so the only thing I've eaten today are some veggie chips and um, a bit of broth, a good amount of broth. I've had to fill this the tummy Mostly with Mostly broth. <laughs> and hearing about whole fat mozzarella pizza has just sent me to a place where I need to go to the gym and pump some very loud music into my ears <laughs> to remind myself that I've got eight more hours of this fast. I'm going to wake up bright and early tomorrow, get myself some breakfast in the body, and get churning for another day. But uh, I guess, Lucas, what are your what are your parting words? It's still the offseason. I guess you can have them. Yeah, I mean, my parting words, again, is just like if if you're someone who's just getting back to the gym or someone who's been struggling to, to keep consistent, just just go one day at a time. 30 minutes is better than nothing a, a a purposeful walk is better than sitting on a couch if that's all you can do it's better than it and you know eventually it just gets a little bit easier every day I, i'm not going to the gym a second time here i'm about to go log on with the boys and play some warzone but what i do when i play warzone daniel like this is that my, my kd ratio is about 0.55.6 i mostly play to hang out but while i'm waiting to be bought back in push-ups and sit-ups and squats. I am always a little active, and with the amount of times that I get shot in Warzone, you just wait. Give me another three, four weeks, and I'm going to be uh, I'm gonna be uh, cranking out push-ups no problem. But yeah, I think that's my parting words. Just if you're frustrated, that's okay. Stick with it. And, uh, you know, it's just one day at a time. That's all we can do. I like it, Lucas. And the only thing I know about KD ratio is the ratio to how many times Kevin Durant has forced himself out to a better team. Even though he's the reason why the team's gotten worse. You can't buy success, apparently, in the NBA, Dan, as much as some people might try. Funny if you're Kevin Durant. I I wouldn't be surprised to see him lining up next to Nathan McKinnon next year in Colorado. He'd probably be a great (laughs) franchise at this point. Lucas, my parting words this week come from Mark Twain. And this is one I know you like that I've said before, but not in this show. If you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. That's a big thing for Mark Twain, you know? And this is... This is something that this time of year, just pay attention to who tells a story and tells it to you twice. Because when I can tell you the same story twice in a row, I'm usually telling you the right story. When things start to change as I retell and tell again, we start to see kind of the chips in the armor and and the, the openings to our stories, the places where we might be missing. So pay attention, listen in. If you ever need help navigating this landscape, we are always here to be an ear, to be a, a conversation, to be someone who's here from. 
And another thing, I wouldn't be able to close the show out without wishing love to a, a great, incredible human being, a friend of the show, and somebody we both love here, Shani, that's Jordan Shannon, former University of Kentucky star who introduced us to the Pergram family and got us to come out and, and call a Midnight Madness game there in Kentucky during his time at school there, a former Hampton Roads whaler and Richmond general. Recently, he was in a very serious car accident that could have left us without Shani in our lives. Luckily, he is tough as nails, an incredible human being, and continues to battle through. Lucas, after four surgical procedures, he is finally resting well and stable and on the mend. He is excited to get himself back to full strength, back to 100%. But what we do ask you for is, if you are able, please go check out the Dan K Show. That's at the underscore Dan K Show on Twitter. There is a a GoFundMe set up for the Shannon family right now. Jordan, unfortunately, did not have medical insurance during this time and needs our help. So if you can go to that GoFundMe, if able, and donate what you can, even a dollar will help out. We thank you for supporting Jordan. And Shani, we can't wait to get you on the show. When you, when you get to 100%, we're going to make you come on here and talk to us about hockey because we know how much Shani loves the game of hockey, growing hockey, and growing it for everybody. That's that's it for our time this week. We thank you to our sponsors, Remastered Sleep, Selly Salt, and this show, like always, presented by the Pueblo Bulls, our 2022-2023 sponsor, Run With The Bulls. You can listen to the Around the Horns podcast anywhere you find your podcast. Always a great listen when you're done listening to Dan Kay and Lucas here. That's Run With The Bulls. That is the Pueblo Bulls. That is Around the Horns. That is it. This is the Dan K Show. Follow us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the underscore Dan K Show. Thanks for watching when Dan K is on the mic. It's always hockey night. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, the Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about the Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.